when I ask you that, when I gave you that question, some of you, you know, some of you didn't really, you know, either it was maybe a, a personal thing or it usually is a personal thing. It's hard to think of uh, some of the things that are difficult as gifts. And uh, I remember in my life, um, one of the things that was a gift to me, that at the time, and for a long time, I didn't think was a gift. It took me a number of years to realize, or, you know, I knew it was a gift on one hand, but I didn't want to admit it, because it didn't, I didn't like it, okay? Uh, and what it was, was uh, uh, I, had spent, I had spent approximately 24 years in the military, and that's all I really wanted to do. I liked it. You know, anybody understand that? Yeah, I liked that. And so when uh, it was apparent to me through a series of events that it was time to retire, uh, I didn't like it. I didn't want it. But the truth was it was a gift. In fact, even though I knew it was a gift, at some point in the process, I didn't want to admit it. You ever play that game? <laughs> because I didn't want I didn't want it. I didn't want the changes and the growth that ultimately uh, going through that that time of uh, disappointment, that kind of uh, uh, difficulty took me through. I didn't want that. I just like, you know, rebuke it in Jesus' name, right? (laughs) And it was God moving in the circumstances all along. And the truth was it was a gift. It was a gift because... There are some things that I, I won't get too far into my sermon yet, but there are some things that we can't learn um, on sunny days. Okay? Okay? And God will deepen us and he'll cause us to grow. All right. Um, let's see. Um, now, the holiday, you know, bear with me as I, as I play with this little machine. Uh, the, you know, the holiday is just a few days away. It's holiday Thanksgiving. I mean, I love Thanksgiving, don't you? Yes. Now, I, I have a daughter, uh, Connie, who she's always has a little, you know, she, she marches to the half step, okay? She's got a little different beat, and, and so she'll say, Dad, do we have to have all that brown stuff again? <laughs> now, if you think about that, Almost everything on the table is brown or white or, or some shade therein, you know. It's a brown, you know, the turkey's brown, the dressing's brown, the, 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 the sweet potatoes are orangish brown. You get it? And she calls it the festival of starches. And so, and, and I, I, I like it, but, you know, we always have, when she's home, we always have to have something different, you know, just to, just to make sure that she's happy with the meal. And she puts up with the turkey and dressing. But I like that. I like that. And not only, not only uh, uh, everything. I mean, we've got the Macy's Day Parade. Everybody watch that? Some of you do. I mean, you know, as long as I don't have to watch dancers all day long, I'm good, you know. And football, and, and we start some of the decoration. And it's just, it's almost like, even though they forced us, uh, the local uh, mall has forced us into holidays early, it kind of opens the gate, doesn't it? It doesn't it? Because next week we start Advent. Advent simply means the coming. We begin to celebrate the coming of Jesus. But, but Thanksgiving's right upon us, and we're, 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 we're here to enjoy that. And, uh, and, you know, and in, all of, in all of the things that we do, I'm, and I was thinking about the kids and, and how at school this week, they're probably, you know, this, the, the little paper, they're making, 
they're making uh, pilgrims and Indians and, and they're, they're talking about turkeys and all kinds of things and they're getting cute little turkey stamps on their good work and, you know, and all the kind of things that go with the holiday and I remember I love, I love all of that. Uh, but one thing needs to remain central this week and I don't know that I really got that until I became a believer was giving thanks to God. Yeah, yeah, it's, 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 it's easy to go along through life thinking that all these things, it's just kind of a matter of you do this, you do that, and it comes to you, sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't, and you just don't think that deeply about uh, where everything comes from, or that, that there is a God who has created the world, and there's a system, and, and that we, we're, we're everything that we receive, I mean, uh, Stu prayed this morning, he said, everything, he said, I came into this world naked, I'm going to go out that same way, and you give me, you bless me, you give to me uh, in my life. And so central, as believers, specifically as believers, is, is the act of giving thanks this week. Amen? Amen. Now, uh, yeah, we give thanks for life, our work love that we have and we share, our family, our friends, our health, salvation in Jesus Christ, his great provision. And, you know, and how about the toys? You look at me like, but you've got toys. Okay? It's not just about what we need. It's also God gives us many things that we want. Right? I recognize um, not everybody has a Nerf gun in their office like I do. <laughs> but, but you have other things. I heard somebody say, yeah, 270 is a good rifle. Okay, got it. <laughs> Motorcycles, washing machines, all of these things have functional things. So they're, they're good. But they're also things that you wanted and that you have. Amen? Okay. A new house, a new, a new place. Uh, I mean, uh, so life, health, strength, family, friends, love, uh, uh, healing, all of these things, and, and yeah, of course the toys, are the things that are beyond and above what we need. Now, this giving thanks to God is not something that's kind of like jumped up with the, with the pilgrims, okay? Uh, in fact, if you look in Deuteronomy, the 26th chapter, we see the ancient Israelites celebrating the first fruits of his harvest, a type of thanksgiving, by he presented himself in the temple. Yeah? And he had a basket. You've heard me talk about this before. And I, I get this picture. He's got a basket full of vegetables because he was a farmer. And he brought it forward with the, the, these words, and starting in verse 3, it says, You shall go to the priest, this is instructions, to him, uh, who is in office at the time, and say to him, I declare this day to the Lord my God that I have entered the land which the Lord swore to our fathers to give us. You gave us land. Then the priest shall take the basket from your hand and set it down before the altar. And you shall, and you, you shall answer and say before the Lord your God, My father was a wandering Armenian. And he went down to Egypt and sojourned there, few in number, but there he became great and mighty, a populous nation. And the Egyptians treated us harshly and afflicted us and imposed hard labor on us. 
Then we cried to the Lord our God, the God of our fathers, and the Lord heard our voice and saw our affliction and our toil and our oppression, and he brought us out of Egypt with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm and with great terror and signs and wonders, and he's brought us to this place and has given us this land, a land flowing with milk and, milk and honey. Now behold, I have brought the first fruits of the, of the produce of the ground which you, O Lord, I grew on the ground, which you, O Lord, have given me. And you'll set it down before the Lord and worship the Lord your God. Now, you know, there's a, that's, that's kind of like, like foundational. You get it? God gives to us and he blesses us. And then we, then, then we, we, we acknowledge, acknowledge that, I, you know, I didn't do this all by myself. It's not like the, the political stuff we've heard. I didn't do all this by myself. I planted and God gave the increase and here it is. So I was like, I, you know, I'm, I'm familiar with that. I have this, you keep, uh, you know, you, la- you probably laugh at my garden, okay? But, uh, you know, I, 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 we had this little, I went to Wegmans last year. And, and I, you know, you always take a chance in taking the seeds out of something that you get. I got a spaghetti squash, okay? Cut it in two. Decide we like that, don't we, Val? And I just scraped out the seeds and dried them out. Didn't think it, I didn't think it would grow, didn't hybrid or something, just one spaghetti squash. So I planted just one row of those things. Man, man, that's like, like, like come out my ears. I've got spaghetti squash everywhere. That's God's math. One seed, one little thing. And we got them in bags. We're giving them away, you know? You know how that is? See? God gave the increase. I stuck it in the ground. I didn't even have a whole lot of faith, thinking, well, it's a hybrid. You know, it's probably sterile seeds. And boy, out they came. Healthiest thing in the garden. God, God does this stuff. And we can talk about this. In fact, if we talk about thankfulness, I mean, that's, that's God for us. He feeds us. He cares for us. I mean, if it was, if it was just mine, it would be planted, it would be gone. It's like, I could go back and dig it up looking for it later. Couldn't find it. It's gone. But God sees the seed and gives the increase. And so I give him thanks. He says, you know, and we could talk about these things. We could go on, but let's read. Psalms 100. Here's an instruction. That's an ancient instruction of the people of God. Shout joyfully to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful singing. Know that the Lord himself is God. It is he who has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give give thanks to him. Bless his name. For the Lord is good. His loving kindness is everlasting and his faithfulness to all generations. You know, in the Philippians, the fourth chapter, we find, be anxious for nothing, but, uh, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. The Bible is full of texts where not only God is saying, you know, by the Holy Spirit, it says, be a thankful people, you know, based in the, in the concept that God is the creator, God is the producer, God is the sustainer, and he is in relationship with us as we work, as we do things, God is there. He produces things in our lives. Good stuff. Good stuff, right? And, we, and we're to be thankful. The, the, the scriptures are full of these accounts, you know. Uh, I'll not, let me just give you a couple of them. 
at the feeding of 5,000. You'd think, I mean, you know, Jesus is God, but he has a father. And when he, when, he took the, when he took the loaves, when he took the fish, he gave thanks to his father. Gave thanks. The creator God gave thanks to his father. And on the night that he was betrayed, when they were, were enjoying the Passover meal, before he distributed those elements, the bread and the wine, he says, he, the scripture says he gave thanks in other words, he prayed. He's talked to his father. He gave thanks. Uh, you know, and everywhere in Scripture you find this sentiment of giving thanks, of being a thankful people. I've given you some of that. And you've heard me say before, and, and you know, that life is usually a mixed bag of stuff. You know what I mean? Life is a mixed bag. A, a bag where, in, in a sense, you, there's some... Some, some things that happen in our lives that are just great. Yeah. Children being born. Special day back here of, of blessing. We have a baby. Healthy. He's got hair. <laughs> and, 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 you know, he's got grandmas and grandpas around. And the whole family's here. And there's, I don't know what you're going to do later on this afternoon. I'm sure it's not going to get Texas hots. Right? <laughs> nope. But they're going to, you know, this is the beginning of a celebration of life. And God's blessing. Those, I'll tell you the truth, those are the kinds of things that happen in our life that are easy to take. When you get a promotion, it's easy to take, isn't it? It's easy to say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. For the blessings, it's when, when the Holy Spirit is poured out in your flesh, in your strength, and in your spirit, uh, it's easy to say, thank you, God. When you're lifting your hands and there's great music and, and you sense God's presence in this place and you're surrounded by friends and family and you're looking to your left and to your right and you just see your children and they're loving God and they're lifting their hands and they're loving. It's real easy to say, thank you, Jesus, to give thanks. But life is a mixed bag, isn't it? It really is. Um, On, you know, sometimes there's victories. But our life ultimately is interspersed. All that good stuff is interspersed from time to time with occasional loss. Right? Okay. Yeah. Some are relatively minor. Some losses, some problems, some things that come up are relatively minor. Others things will rock your boat. Will rock you. To the point that we find ourselves just kind of hanging in there, hanging on, not knowing what the next day will hold. Anybody ever experience things like that? Yeah. The rest of you just don't want to put your hands up, right? (laughs) It's true. It's true. It doesn't really matter, but you you get it. You understand. Now, you've heard some, you know, some of these things are a marriage that's in turmoil. Okay. Okay. Last week, everything was fine, and all of a sudden, things fall apart. A job layoff, an unexpected illness, additional expenses that you did, not I mean, went beyond. I mean, you took the Dave Ramsey course, and you've got a $1,000 uh, uh, safety, safety net, emergency fund, and something comes up, it's 2000 
Something that just rocks your world. And you know what? People that we love die. Rocks our world, doesn't it? Where's the blessings of God in that? Isn't that what sometimes your spirit that you would say in your own heart? Where's God? Where, I mean, when you're hurting, it's, it's, it's so easy to forget. You know, you know, it's amazing what we have over on our right. And then problems come up and we, and we forget all about the good stuff. How he has blessed you. How he has given to you. How he has sustained you throughout the year. It's November. You haven't starved yet. Yeah. And every day you had to eat last year. Every day. Every day your children had to get to school. And somehow it was... There are those who teach that if you have enough faith and you speak the right words, nothing difficult will overtake you. (laughs) Yet as I read scripture, I find people like the Apostle Paul, shipwrecked, stoned, in want of daily provisions, suffering from a thorn in the flesh, whatever that was. Betrayed by friends, alone, imprisoned for their faith, separated, separated from family. All the kinds of things and many more that, that, that basically make life less uncomfortable and sometimes perilous. I like the sunshine. I like a day like this. I was looking up online in preparation for this sermon, you know, this, this message. You know, and I, we came from Northern California where the average sunny day, uh, the average number of sunny days in a year is 258. Yeah, and you're saying, I want to go there. <laughs> and, and, and we came from there, we came here where the average sunny day, uh, sunny, number of sunny days in a year is 150 something. <laughs> okay, I, I don't know what she said, but it must have been good. Anyway, and, and, and so, you know, I remember the first few years, I was saying, you know, I'm walking around in this funk. And you know what I mean? I'm saying, <laughs> you know, somebody shoot me now. I'm in pain. I'm in misery. And I didn't know what it was. And it was just lack of sunshine. It was like gloom, gloom, gloom. So. And you know what? I remember, it's funny, it's funny how we are. I remember when I first got to California and it was sunny day after sunny day after sunny day. I'm standing in the pulpit like this. And said, Does it ever rain here? <laughs> yeah. What is it that you need, Blair? Come on. And so here I am looking for sunny days and there are none. But, but I recognize, you know, and, and if it was up to me, it'd be sunny every day. Yeah, okay. But what would happen if it was sunny every day? You know, it's, it's, it's like, you know, it's, it, it, uh, you know the, if it happened, eventually my well would grow, go dry. Anybody else's? Yeah. Uh, my grass would turn the color of, of these beautiful pews, this, this golden harvest, okay? And, uh, it, and, and nothing would live, okay? Okay? So, 
I don't always know the best. I know what I like, but I don't always know what is best for me. Okay? I know what I like. I, it's like, think about this. There are children downstairs that if they decided what to eat, and if, if you let them decide what to eat, you're in problems, okay? It'd be like Cocoa Puffs all the time. You know? Cabin Crunch with Crunch Berries. It would be those kind of things. Their teeth would start falling out and stuff like that. And you know that they wouldn't get what they needed. That's why, they're, they, that's why God made them smaller than you. And you have, have the capacity to, to kind of make this work well for them. You know better. Your parents, people who love them, care for them. Oh, Mom, do I have to eat the green stuff? Yeah, you've got to eat the green stuff. And you can't, you can't even leave the table till you eat the green stuff. <laughs> Two bites. Then you can leave the table. Okay? I really like the sunshine, but the truth is, God has more for me than just sunshine. Okay? In Thessalonians, the fifth chapter, 1 Thessalonians says, Rejoice always. Now, see, notice that it didn't say rejoice when you're having fun. That's, that's how we... That's how we we kind of do that. I mean, we just kind of go with whatever the impulse is. And if the impulse is bad, we don't rejoice. God says rejoice always. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. In everything, in everything, not for everything, but in everything, give thanks for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Now, what I'm teaching here is not for children. You know, I, I, was, I, was, I was in... Last week I was at uh, TCT doing the Ask the Pastor thing and somebody asked a question about some of the the fruits of the Spirit that are found in Galatians 5. And somebody said, well, what's the difference between patience and long-suffering? And we considered that for a minute and says, long-suffering is like, and and this just came, sprung to mind, patience on fire. (laughs) Long-suffering is something that, that is available to you by the Holy Spirit that will keep you in the midst of long and difficult and dark trials when you don't know. Patience is, is you're behind the Buick and the blue-haired lady, okay? I mean, you need that too. You need that too, right? But long-suffering is when all hell is breaking loose around you and you need to be able to stand in faith. You need to understand that God has not forsaken you and you don't know when it's going to end, but you know that it will and you know that God is there. That's long-suffering. How in, how, why in the world would God give that to us if it was always supposed to be sunny in our lives? Some teach that, though. You know, let me, let me just play with that just a little longer. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus, that you be so equipped, that you stand like a pillar and a rock in the middle of a storm and you don't move. And when the sun comes up, you see the glory of God. And the waves and the winds and the difficulties have beat against you. And you have stood because you believe, you trust, you know the God who is the author and the finisher of your faith. And the difficulties that come to you have not shaken you because your faith is founded upon a rock that will not move. You know He is. And He loves you. And He has promised that He will never leave you or forsake you. And that He will keep you even when your ship goes down. Does this make sense? 
Now, we're talking about giving thanks in all things, for this is God's will in Christ Jesus for you. Again, this is not something. This is not for children. Children think, think one step at a time. You've got to understand that faith is not by sight, but it's by, you know, by, by trusting, is by knowing that he's there, living by faith and not by sight. Here's a passage of scripture that helps us. Helps us to understand why some of this crazy stuff happens. And, and, and you know, I, I'm, I'm going to fall short and say, of saying God does these things to you. Because right? I don't think he does. Oh, he allows things in, his, in your life, but he's not the one who's trying to destroy you. Okay? And let's, let's look at the passage in one and find out why. Romans 8, it says, For the creation, speaking of the creation, all of creation, for the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it in hope that the creation itself will be set free from its slavery, slavery to corruption into the freedom of the glory of the children of God. Now, know this, that when, when sin came into the world, it affected not only Adam and Eve and, and, and their descendants, it affected and, and polluted and corrupted all of creation. Circumstances, problems. For we know that the whole creation groans and suffers the pains of childbirth together until now. And not only this, but we also ourselves, having the fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves grown within ourselves, waiting eagerly for our adoption as sons, the redemption of our body. For in hope we have been saved. But hope that is seen is not hope. But he, but, but for hope, uh, but who hopes for what, is all, what he already sees? But if we hope for what we do not see with perseverance, we eagerly wait for it. In the same way, the Spirit also helps our weakness. For we don't know how to pray as we should. But the Spirit, the Holy Spirit himself, intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he who searches the hearts knows the, what the mind of the Spirit is because he intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. Now there's a lot. I can spend time on that passage alone, but it's a different subject. And we know, he says, that God causes all things to work together for those who, are love, who love God to those who are called according to his purpose. You know? You see, some circumstances are of our own making. Some problems are, aren't they? You ever make a mistake? You ever fall into temptation and sin, and then you, then you end up with this big, <laughs> big knot of knot that you have to try to unravel in life? And, you've, and you can't blame any, I mean, you try blaming other people. And we, all, we all want to get out from under the thumb, don't we? But the truth of the matter is, when it's all said and done, we look in the mirror and say, it's you, you did this. Your decisions did this. There are other things that seem to come out of nowhere, don't they? An explanation here. So what are we to do? What are we to do? What are we to do when these things come? Well, he says give thanks in all things. But let me give you one more thing. Now, Paul was a, uh, was a man, and I mentioned before he was Paul the Apostle. I mean, I mean he may have, he, I'm sure he wasn't perfect, but and if, we, if we want to compare faith and stuff... I, I, I'm good with, with his experiences. And after he had wrestled with some stuff, we find God speaking these things, and he relates these. And in 2 Corinthians, the 12th chapter, verse 9, he says, And he has said to me, 
My grace is sufficient for you. My grace is sufficient for you. My grace is sufficient for you. Now, he said this to Paul when he was wrestling, and he was asking God, I mean, you know, I mean, he, he, he said, look, you had this thorn in, he says, I have this thorn in my flesh. I don't know what it was. He doesn't say. And I think, you know, we could guess, but that's all it ever is. In other words, there was something in his flesh, in his life, that was keeping him from kind of like going forward. At least he felt, and he talked to God about it a number of times, and God said, simply said, this. he didn't take it away. How about that? My grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Or for power is perfected in weakness. I'm, translate, I'm speaking from another translation. My strength or my power is made perfect in weakness. Now, how does that work? Because there comes a time when what I am is not enough. And I appeal and I lean and I wait upon God. And He is the one who delivers me. My, and, 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 it's, and it's through that sense of, of weakness. God, you know, and, and we're talking about this worldly weakness. God, I am not enough. God, I am not enough. God, I can't go far enough. I can't raise myself above this. And God said, I got your back. I've got your back. My, your, your, my strength is made perfect. In weakness. When you depend upon him, when you call upon his name, he will rise up on wings as eagles. He, he will strengthen you and he will bless you. And he will see you through that difficult and that dark place if you will call upon him. Okay? It is by faith. It's faith to give play thanks when you're in a hard place. Isn't it? It's hard. It's, but it's faith to give thanks to God when you're in a hard place. Anybody ever been in a hard place? First thing you want to say when you're, when you're a little boy, when you're a little girl, says, God's forgotten me. I'm not going to serve God anymore. You know, if this is what it's like to serve God, I'm not, you know, moan and groan. It's faith. Like I said, this is not for kids. This is, this is the meat that goes beyond, that, that, that presses you to a place of, of standing in the midst of fire and standing in the midst of a difficult situation, yet believing and trusting that He is and He knows your name and He knows where you are and He will deliver you and will say to you, don't worry, my, my, my strength is made perfect in weakness, just stand in me. It's where we are. That's not for kids. Kids are going to say, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Oh, mom. Oh, mom. It's faith to serve God by faith and not by sight. To trust him with the end result, even when you see your ship taking on water. When you are surrounded by enemies, it's faith. It keeps you. When you're surrounded by enemies and adversity, and you're saying, this is not going to end well. It doesn't look good. I'm reminded, I remember Elise mentioned a passage of scripture to me that I, this week, and this just sprung to mind, and I'll share it with you. It's in 2 Kings, and, and you know, the, the kingdom of Israel just kind of 
gotten bigger and smaller and bigger and smaller, and they weren't particularly strong at this point in time. And their enemies had just kind of come down. They were going to take them down. They are just really going to take them out. And, you know, sometimes it's a good thing not to have enough horses. It's a good thing not to have enough in the count to take care of it. You know? It's a good thing to be, to be sometimes to be uh, overwhelmed by a set of circumstances. Something that you can't fix. <laughs> I know that's not comfortable. That's not comfortable to me. But it's a good thing because God gives place. It gives the opportunity for God's move and his activity in, in, in your life. And Israel, they, he called a prayer meeting, you know. He said, we're going to call a prayer meeting. This is beyond us. And, and they prayed. They were, you know, the picture that's talked about in scriptures, they're standing there holding their babies. And they're standing, you know, the prophets there, the kings there. And God spoke, says, you'll not even have to fight. Now, they prayed. They prayed. He says, you're not even going to have to fight, but I want you to go out there. And that's when they put the choir out in front of the, you know, it's like a, if you're a part of the worship team, you, know, you catch this. They were in front of the, of, of the children of Israel. And they began to worship and praise, and they went out in obedience to God. And when they got there, the, they, the, 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 the enemies had turned on themselves. They didn't even have to fight. See, you... <laughs> I want you to know that your God is alive. Amen. Your God will see you through. And, and, and in, in, in expectation and in knowledge and the embracing of this promise. What, you, what do you do? I give thanks to the Lord for his good. His mercy endures forever. I am the apple of his eye. And he who touches me touches the apple of his eye. So thanksgiving. When you're sitting around that table, looking at that big brown bird, if that's what you have, you you might have chosen you wanted ham this year. I don't know. But you're sitting around the table, and you look around the table, and you see your children. Be thankful. If all you have is mac and cheese... Be thankful. If you look over at, at this side of the table and you see a wayward kid, but he's sitting there at your table, I want you to know that the lady hasn't sung yet. It's not over. <laughs> it's not over. That your prayers are still there in front of God. It looks really bad now. It's not over. Stand in faith because he is the one who puts the period at the end of the sentence, at the end of the book. He says, I am the Alpha and the Omega. You can trust in him. That is your heritage. That is your joy. That is the place in which you can give thanks. That's Thanksgiving. Can we have music? We're going to worship. Stand with us, please. We're going to sing a song, but I don't know. Is there anybody here? You know, we've, we talked about thanks, Thanksgiving and thankfulness. and God's so good to us, isn't he? You might, you might be here today. You're wondering, what in the world am I doing here? And you're just thinking, you know, God's speaking to your heart. And that's that pressure that you feel in your chest. God's speaking to you. And, he, and he's saying, I want you, you know. 
you know that your life is not where it needs to be. You're living in sin. Okay? I want you to know the people around you, they're your friends. They're people who are just like you. They've, they've, they've known what it's like to have lived in sin. And the bondage and the slavery that goes with that. Yet, they found freedom in Christ Jesus by just embracing Him and said, Jesus, forgive me of my sins. So you've got friends here. I know it's kind of hard because if you're sensing that in your spirit, your heart. I want you to know that you don't have to walk out of, to, out of this place today in the same condition that you came in. <laughs> God, God loves you. He gave His very Son as a sacrifice for you. What is, what's the Bible say? For God so loved the world. God so loved you that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever, that if you would just believe in Him and trust in Him, you would not perish, but you'd have everlasting life. Boy, that's a gift. That's a gift that keeps on giving. Okay? If you're here this morning, you don't have that gift. You know it. I mean, you can play all kinds of mind games if you want. I don't know. But you know, you know, you know that you're not where you need to be with God. Just come and have a talk with Jesus. Somebody who cares for you will pray for you, pray with you. Come and give your life to Jesus. As we worship this song, as we worship with this song and uh, this singing, you know, now is your time. Now is a, a special time of, 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 of finding God and, and experiencing His love and His grace and, his, and, and all that He has for you. Saints, I hope you're praying. Find a place. If you're, is there anybody like that here? Needs Jesus. You need Jesus. You know it. You'll say yes. Just I've got my hand up, and you can help me. And and just put your hand up if you're if you're here. You know you need Jesus. You know this altar's open for you. As we worship, you if you want to to give your heart to Christ, if you you haven't done that, or you did it once upon a time, and you're living, you're living God on the other side of the the hill. You know you're in trouble. If Jesus were to come today, you would be in deep trouble. You'd be in deep trouble. Come down and make that different. Come down and make, somebody will pray with you and you'll walk away from this service today changed. A new creature in Christ, saved, filled with, with God's presence, His love. And it's for you. It's for you. Let's worship. Don't, don't be bashful. We love you and we want the best for you. Amen. Amen. Amen.